Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the uh, Two Nerds with a Lightsaber podcast. Uh, I am Chris. Uh, your lore master, I think, is my role that I've somehow been dictated as. <laughs> pretty <laughs> and, much, uh, pretty I'm much. Once, once again, joined by Megan. Hi, it's me again. Our Easter egg master. Yeah. Sure, we'll call it that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Makes me sound like I'm the Easter bunny, but you know what? That's, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, we are talking about, uh, episode five today, which is called The Empire Strikes Back. It's a gooder. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna, we're gonna talk about that, talk about some lore, talk about some Easter eggs and stuff like that. So, let's go ahead and get started. So, episode five starts off, I wanna, I think it's, I wanna say it's two years after episode four, but I could be wrong. Um. Well, we have Google here, so might as well. How Google does fix everything, what doesn't it? <laughs> year ABY does Empire Strikes Back take place. Three ABY. Okay. So, three years after episode four. Um. We have The Empire Strikes Back, uh, which starts off back in uh, small rebel bases. Uh, we see the rebels have relocated from their now-discovered base on Dantooine. Nope, not Dantooine. That's the wrong spot. Uh, Yavin 4. <laughs> um, <laughs> and have uh, relocated to Hoth, a small frozen planet, which is just a horrible living environment. Um <laughs> Uh, we start off, I want to say Han Solo returns from, no, we start off on just the snowy planet and, uh, Luke is, uh, surveying the land on a Tauntaun, these large gray beasts, um, that are, uh, indigenous to Hoth. Uh, they, he is surveying the land, looking for things. And, uh, uh, after a little bit of surveying, he, uh, finds a wampa. Uh, he gets attacked by a wampa, I guess. Uh, so that he can, not so that he can, so he, yeah, he gets knocked out by this wampa and dragged back to its lair where he's hung upside down. Um, eventually he wakes up, sees his lightsaber, uh, in the snow nearby. And starts starts to reach out with the force as best he can to it, which for him is still new, so it takes a little bit of time and struggles. But he manages to pull the lightsaber to him, uh, cut himself out. The wampa notices this, turns around, and uh, comes to attack Luke. But Luke now with his ignited lightsaber slices the wampa's arm off easily, uh, and then he escapes, um, crawling through the tundra of Hoth. Um, uh, and he starts to, uh, go a little insane with the cold, uh, snowstorm that's happening. Uh, and so he starts to call out random names. Uh, he sees a vision of Obi-Wan Kenobi, old Ben Kenobi, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. 
telling him to go to Dagobah to talk to Yoda, who will continue his training as a Jedi. And so, and then Luke passes out. Meanwhile, back in the base, uh, we see uh, Han Solo talking with Chewbacca. And I think they're talking about leaving again. They're not sure uh, about if they're going to leave or not, but they're kind of thinking about it when um, he, uh, uh, when the news reaches him that Luke hasn't returned yet and that the snowstorm is coming in. Uh, so Han, uh, despite talking about leaving, he's like, no, I got to go save my friend first. And so he uh, uh, grabs his tauntaun uh, is pretty determined that he's going to die out there as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then is going and then just chooses to um, go out there anyways, looking for Luke. <clears throat> After a short bit of uh, traveling, he finds Luke <clears throat> passed out in the snow. Uh, Craig is letting me know that things aren't recording, but, you know, <laughs> Unicaster is recording. So we will just continue as normal. Unicast is recording for you, right, Megan? I believe so, yes. If you open the little window. Yep. It's okay. it's showing that things are happening, so it better. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Um then we will continue. So the um Han finds Luke, as we mentioned before, and uh, uh, oh yeah uh, Luke has passed out and so Han does the logical thing um, and uh, takes the Tauntaun who is now also dying of the cold despite the fact that it's native to Hoth which is a little confusing but whatever and uh Uses Luke's lightsaber and cuts the tauntaun open and sticks Luke inside to keep him warm. Uh, very disgusting. But definitely you know. hated that part as a kid. But oh, oh yeah, <laughs> <He's rough>. um, <coughs> I have something caught in the back of my throat. Oh, that's weird. Okay, um, and so, uh, they continue. Yeah. So then we cut to uh. Back in the rebel base, probably the next day when he returned, uh, Luke wakes up in a Bacta tank, which uh, are the uh, Bacta is a special liquid that is usually applied to wounds that is very uh, healing, has lots of healing properties on it, so it helps deal with medical things. It also, it numbs and relieves pain, so very useful. Um, and Luke is just chilling in a Bacta tank. When he wakes up, uh, he is removed from the back to tank where him and he's on a bed when him and Leia and Han have a short conversation. Han is still convinced that he's leaving. Um, and Leia, I forget exactly the whole point of the conversation or the whole like meat and potatoes of the conversation. But eventually it leads to Leia angrily kissing Luke out of uh, spite for Han. Didn't age well. <laughs> which is horrifying knowing what we know about in episode six but at the time it was just a thing you know they're just a guy and a girl making out anyways uh 
Uh, they continue. Oh no! Then we cut to uh, the Star Destroyer, where we see Darth Vader, our buddy old pal, our man, uh, main man, my main squeeze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he is. Uh, he calls up the Emperor, his master, which is the first time we see the Emperor now. Mm-hmm. And he says, and the Emperor tells him that to look for uh, Luke Skywalker who is the son of Anakin Skywalker. Which is a little bit of foreshadowing for, yeah, foreshadowing for a later thing in the movie, but um, for those of us who know about the how it works canonically, we're like, is a, a, a kind of a little jab at Darth Vader being he was once Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not 100% sure if that was planned at this time or not. Um, uh, Darth Vader says it'll be done and then calls up uh, an officer um, and tells him to send down probe droids to uh, or send probe droids across the galaxy to look for them Uh, which then we cut back to Hoth and we see Han Solo and Chewbacca doing some surveys of the land when they see a probe droid who sees them. It begins flying away. And so the other, so Han and Chewie hunt it down and manage to shoot it down. Um, but they're not sure whether they're able to tip them or keep their base from being tipped off, which they were wrong. No, they were, they failed to. As the Empire shows up, the Star Destroyer shows up, and they be- begin to launch a ground invasion. We see um, the alarm going off while uh, the base is being evacuated, and Han is dedicated to getting Leia out of there alive and safe. So first, make sure that she first his intent is to make sure that she is escorted to her ship. Um, meanwhile. Out on the field, uh, there are there's a line of rebel uh, uh, soldiers and gunners ready to shoot down the imperial the advancing imperial forces, which are several AT-ATs, a new device we haven't seen but in the lore has been around for a little bit, and ATSTs, which also we haven't seen but also in the lore have been around for a little bit. Um. AT-ATs being large four-legged um, transports and AT-STs being smaller two-legged. AT-AT stands for all-terrain attack transport, fun fact, and AT-ST stands for all-terrain scout transport. So, a little bit of tidbit there. Um, the Rebels launch snow speeders, to, uh, which are modified X-Wings, uh, to attack the... Uh, the AT-ATs Luke is sent to pilot while uh, his friend oh what's his name I don't remember there's a second guy who's set to be a gunner who's uh, having trouble setting up his gunning and they go out there and they start to uh, uh Fire at these AT-ATs trying to do something, but the armor is too thick. Uh, in the midst of the chaos, 
uh, uh, he is his the snowspeeder is shot and his gunner goes down, although Luke isn't aware of it yet. Um, after several attempts, they're not sure what to do, so they try to take down this uh, uh, um, they're not sure what to do to take down this AT-AT AT-AT but Luke has an idea and they uh, he suggests they fire their their tow cables and fly around it so that's what they do they fire a couple tow cables and they spin around this thing and it falls down where they can attack the less protected armored top which for some reason is less protected I'm not entirely sure why but it works and they managed to blow one up. Um, and after a few more of these, uh, they uh, they managed to take out a, a few more of the AT-ATs. But then uh, Luke is shot down. He survives. Um, but he's about to be crushed by an AT-AT. So he gets out. Runs across and does an amazing, amazing feat. One of my favorite parts where he fires a tow cable up. I'm pretty sure this happens. I'm pretty sure this isn't just in Star Wars. He files it or in the Lego Star Wars. He fires a tow cable up, climbs to the top, pulls his lightsaber, cuts a hole in, and throws a grenade inside before dropping to the ground as the thing just explodes. I seem to recall this, but it could just be Lego Star Wars. It could just I be Lego remember. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a hot minute since I've seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I really need to do some research for the next one for sure. Um, <laughs> we're professionals, totally. Oh, completely. Um, yeah, so then, uh, despite their best efforts, the, uh, AT-ATs managed to get to the shield generator that is defending the base and, uh, blow up the shield generator, thus allowing, uh, troops to enter the base as well as Star Destroyer to attack from above. Um, while all this is happening, by the way, <clears throat> the rebel evacuation has been going on as uh, um, they fire an ion cannon to disable the Star Destroyer and then transport flanked by two X-Wings makes its way out. And so slowly but surely they're evacuating the base. And so the um, two individuals, not the two individuals, sorry, um, with the shields under down, the rebels go into full evacuation mode, pulling their soldiers out. Um, the uh, re- the base is overrun by snowtroopers and Darth Vader walking through. Um, and uh, it is too late to get to Leia's ship. And so Han just takes her to the Millennium Falcon along with C-3PO and R2-D2. Uh, and he says he's going get, to get them out of there himself. Uh, not R2-D2, actually. R2-D2 uh, grabs Luke's X-Wing and flies out to the field to meet R2. Um, after a brief calm link conversation, they head to... Uh, the Millennium Falcon flies uh, away, trying to escape, um, while the X- Luke's X-Wing f- turns the other way and flies towards Dagobah to go meet with this Master Yoda person. Uh... A brief discussion with, uh, and Lu- a brief discussion happens between Luke and R2, where R2 communicates, and uh, a binary translator uh, 
converts into English or Galactic Basic, uh, what he's saying so Luke can understand him. Uh, and they just fly to Dagobah. Meanwhile, uh, the Millennium Falcon is uh, about to jump to hyperspace when they realize that, oh no, not again, our hyperdrive d- is disabled. Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> and so, dodging a Star Destroyer, they uh, go into an asteroid field because the Star Destroyer can't follow them. Uh, and after a brief dogfight with several TIE fighters, they dive into a uh, cave where they think they'll be safe. Um, uh, instead, there are, there are, first off, there are some Minox, which are small winged creatures that are terrifying. Uh, that oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> stick to the uh, outside of the ship. Um, terrifying Leia at first. And then Chewie and I think Leia make the way outside to go shoot some uh, Minox off. But they go back inside shortly after that because they're just, it's not a good idea. Um, I think at this point as well is when the one of the more flirtatious conversations happens between uh, Leia and Han in the closet in the Millennium Falcon. Such a Don't they have, have like... Don't they have like a heated kiss or whatever in the back of the Falcon? Oh, yeah, this is that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. And they. uh, Yeah, they uh, discuss. Or no, yeah, they get into a little bit of an argument. And then uh, Han grabs Leia's hand. uh, And she after she calls him a scruffy looking nerf herder. Han is a little offended. And then they make out for a minute. And then C-3PO, the master of <laughs> subtlety, uh, I love uh, shows up and just like breaks the, 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 the moment of talking about some sort of thing, issue with the hyperdrive or whatever and how they, they think they fixed it. And, uh, Han walks off. Um, so that's a, a little bit there towards the Han and Leia romance. Um, followed. So yeah, they're, while they're in the asteroid, uh, they start to hear it rumble and they think it's a cave-in. So they get out of there. Uh, because, yeah, you know, cave-ins are bad. And this is a fly away and realize that, no, it's not a cave-in. It is, in fact, a giant space worm. As that you they do. landed in the stomach of. Which they managed to just escape, barely. Um, uh, showing up on the Imperial Star Destroyer sensors immediately again. And uh, a little bit more of a chase ensues. Uh, and they're not sure how they're going to escape because the Star Destroyer is just going to track where they're going. Um, and Han has an idea and he spins around and flies straight towards the bridge of the Star Destroyer. Uh, and at the last moment, pulls up and around and disappears from the sensors entirely. Uh, over now on Dagobah, Luke flies in 
to Dagobah, uh, being a uh, a uninhabited jungle planet. Uh, he there's no place to land, and so he does the best he can, and by the best he can, I mean pulls this classic Skywalker and crash lands into a swamp. Uh, he manages to get out. Uh, R2 does after a brief encounter with some sort of river creature. Uh, and the X-Wing sinks deeper in, which is unfortunate for them, because that's their method of transportation out. Uh, they walk around a little bit. Luke investigates, or, like, yeah, is looking around for something. Uh, not really sure what to do, so he pulls out a small camping thing and is trying to get some rations when a tiny green man pops up. Uh, enter Master Yoda, who we've seen previously in the prequels, but up until this point in our actual timeline of real life, uh, we have not seen Mas- we have not seen this guy before. He's just a short green guy. And a brief discussion where Yoda is very confusing in his backward speech. Um, he uh. Uh, he asks Luke a bit about what's what he's looking for. Uh, Luke explains uh, he's looking for a great warrior. Uh, Yoda has some wise words. War is not what makes one great, he says. Um, and yeah, after a brief uh, argument and uh, some grabbing back and forth of a stick, uh, eventually Yoda says he'll take him to where he's... Uh, looking for or to the person he's looking for or I guess he reveals that he's the person he's looking for Um, and they begin training doing lots of running around doing flips while Yoda's on the back as they just go through the um, the the force of Dagobah Uh, yeah the uh, on the Star Destroyer, we see a li- large stre- I can't speak today. We <laughs> see a large uh, selection of bounty hunters, where uh, and Darth Vader talking to them, saying, "We need to find this guy. Uh, I want him alive. No disintegrations." He specifically points at Boba Fett when he says this, um, <laughs> which we're not entirely sure why. Uh, but the Mandalorian has given us a little bit more info on that later. Um. And so the Millennium Falcon hiding on the back of the Star Destroyer is uh, thinking, okay, we're good. We're just going to float away with their trash when they empty it, and then we're going to hyperspace out of there. And so when that happens, they do that. And then we see amongst the trash, another set of engines pipe up and fly off following them. Uh, that being Boba Fett in his Slave One. Um, the uh, Millennium Falcon makes their way to the planet of Bespin, a massive gas giant, um, and they uh, known for its singular floating city called Cloud City, uh, where. They land, and Han talks about he has a friend here. 
and uh, they make their way out and they see uh, a few individuals. Uh, one particular by the name of Lando Calrissian. And Han and him have a brief but cold discussion. Then after a few jabs, they lighten up and go in for the hug. And uh, the tension releases a bit. And then uh, Lando notices uh, Princess Leia and immediately goes into his full suave charmer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. We'll leave it at that. They're uh, shown around Cloud City um, and given a uh, a room uh, to store their stuff. And that's, I think, where we the next, that's where we jump back to uh, Luke, who is while he's training is uh, after on a break, he uh, they're beside a cave, and he feels some sort of dark pull. Where Yoda reveals that that is a uh, uh, some sort of cave that is a a dark side nexus. Um, and he warns Luke to not go in there because he won't be happy about what he finds in there. Luke, being the rebellious young teenager that he is, uh, <laughs> does the exact opposite and walks into the cave. As you do. As you do. Um, so yeah, he walks, he enters in the cave, sees a couple uh, things, um, and then encounters a red lightsaber out of the shadows as Darth Vader is there. Uh, they have a brief duel where Luke slices off the head of Darth Vader in the mask he looks down and instead of seeing the scarred, burned face of Darth Vader, he instead sees his own face. Which is rather terrifying. <laughs> Just he a little the, bit. He exits the cave and it begins making preparations to leave because he thinks that his friends are in trouble. Yoda urges him to stay, saying, your training is not complete. If you go there, then uh, uh, Vader will surely have you. Um, if you stay with me, you can save your friend, or you can save the galaxy. And Luke's like, I don't want to save the galaxy. I just want to save my friends. <laughs> and so they, um, uh, he continues to get ready. Although, uh, the X-Wing isn't quite, there's one issue. The X-Wing is still in the, uh, swamp. We've seen, Luke do a little bit of lifting rocks and stuff, even R2-D2 with the Force, but it was a uh, struggle for him. He had too much emotion in the way, much like Anakin, uh, Yoda was uh, not willing, not initially willing to train him because of, you know, um, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, because he's just too too full of uh, arrogance and classic teenager emotions. <laughs> um, so Luke tries to lift the X-Wing out, but says it's too big, where Yoda has his uh, size matters not line. And uh, also, he says, his, 
I think this is where he says his do or do not. There is no try when Luke tries to lift it out of the X-wing, lift the X-wing out of the swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, they, uh, uh, Yoda pulls the X-wing out of the, uh, out of the swamp for him. Luke gets ready to leave again. Yoda urges him not to, and even Ben, using his Force voice urges uh, Luke to stay as well, but uh, um, Luke continues to argue with both of them. Uh, and as Luke begins to fly away, Yoda says, or Ben is like, "Well, there's the, there's our hope. There goes our hope." And Yoda says, "No, there is another," which is a uh, slight nod to what they have planned. Uh, we're not sure yet whether Luke and Leia are supposed to be brother and sister or not planned at this point, but this nods to maybe it was planned. So, Mm -hmm. um, meanwhile, on cloud city with our other, uh, adventurers, they are, uh, they are invited to join, uh, Lando for dinner before they depart. Um, and so they go to dinner where they see they open the door and they see our good old buddy old pal Darth Vader uh and Boba Fett standing behind him just uh, terrifying <laughs> yeah han being his amazingly quick on the draw despite the fact that he didn't shoot first um <clears throat> uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh shoots Darth, shoots at Darth Vader uh who doesn't even you pull out his lightsaber, just deflects it with his hand. A uh, little terrifying. Um, <laughs> uh, Han realizing that it's not going to work to keep shooting at this guy, just drops his blaster. Uh, and they are taken into custody. Uh, Han is tortured quite a bit. Uh, and they hear it. Uh, Leia and Chewbacca hear it in the other room, and it's horrifying and terrible. Um, I think there's another flirtatious conversation that happens before they go to dinner technically but I don't remember exactly what it entailed there's um, a lot of this movie has the uh, Han and Leia flirting throughout the whole thing pretty much oh, so it happens yeah there's, this, this movie is the lead up from not really liking each other to let's get married uh, <laughs> <laughs> so as they um, uh, eventually Han is thrown into the uh, the room with Leia and uh, Chewbacca, and he's just like completely paralyzed um, and in pain and in shock. Uh, they're then brought uh, after a, a brief time jump. They are then brought to uh, a room where many Ugnots are uh, working on finishing something up uh, with Han in uh, binders. And he uh, brings them. They bring him to the middle of the room and they're here to test, uh, test their new device to make sure it works before... They use it on Luke, which is the whole point of this in the first place. 
Um, as Han is layer, bleh, lowered into, or about to be lowered into the, the, the carbon freezing chamber, um, him and Leia have a brief conversation. I think they kiss again. And then he's uh, dragged away. Yes, I believe so. And uh, Leia says, Han, I love you. And Han responds with the infamous, I know. And then is dropped into the carbon freezing chamber and frozen into the giant block of carbon frozenness. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> where he is then handed upon to Boba Fett so that he, Boba Fett can complete a second bounty by bringing him back to Jabba. Uh, at this point, Luke shows up in his X-Wing on Cloud City and begins to walk, make his way through. The entire city is abandoned, it looks like. He's walking through and it's very mysterious and suspicious. He walks around a corner and he sees several stormtroopers and Chewbacca and C-3PO and Leia and Leia starts screaming, Luke, Luke, don't go. It's a trap. Don't go. And a little shootout happens between some stormtroopers and Luke. But uh, they manage the doors close and Luke runs off to uh, continue his way towards the trap. Um, so Luke uh, makes his way into this dark chamber. Uh, with red lights uh, and they see um, uh, it's just quiet and then you hear the breathing of Darth Vader <laughs> they have a, uh, a small discussion uh, and then Darth Vader ignites his lightsaber and they begin to duel and this is a much nicer, better duel than the one in episode four. Well choreographed, and there's lots of interesting moves going on. Um, still nothing compared they to the prequel duels, but it's they actually they, they really began it. to step. They really began to like step up the game a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, lots of bantering back and forth as well as Vader taunts him, saying you're inexperienced and not ready. Um, and after uh, a close call where Vader pushes Luke into the, uh, the carbon freezing hole, he pulls the lever with the force, but Luke manages to jump out just in time. Uh, more duel as they make the way uh, farther along uh, through Cloud City into uh, the, the gas mining chambers, actually. They head into several tunnels. Um, Breaking uh, the glass at one point um, into one of the actual gas tubes where they take the Tabana gas, which is a majority of what uh, Bespin is made up of, and uh, uh, where they collect it and compact it uh, in, to be used uh, to fuel starships and stuff. And so, uh, Duel continues to make the way along here. Um, Luke gets a hit on Vader, but his armor deflects it. And then, 
they lock lightsabers and Vader bends him back and slices Luke's hand off. Uh, his hand and his lightsaber tumbling down to the bottom of Cloud City. Uh, Luke slowly on this now very th- small beam and starts to back away uh, from Vader as Vader begins to monologue at him. Uh, and then uh, saying uh, and Vader mentions Luke's father and uh, he's like Obi-Wan never told you about uh, your father and he's told he, he's Luke's like he told me enough he told me that you murdered my father and then the infamous line iconic uh, moment no I am your father and the very impassioned acting by Mark Hamill uh, crying out no <laughs> Um, Very dramatically. And Vader's like, search your feelings, you know it's true. Um, uh, join me together and we can rule the galaxy as father and son. And Luke, uh, instead of doing that, let's go and just starts to free fall. <laughs> we love a drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> uh... He begins to tumble through. He gets stuck into another, sucked into another shaft, and begins to tumble through. To he's hanging out at the bottom of the uh, c- cloud city. Meanwhile, uh, while this has been happening, uh, Leia and Chewbacca and C-3PO, which I forgot to mention, C-3PO had, has been dismantled and partially rebuilt. Um, yes. So he is strapped to Chewbacca's back at this point. Um. They're making their way through uh, Cloud City, being escorted by stormtroopers, when Lando gives an order and uh, the stormtroopers are shot and the whole firefight comes out and evacuation orders are placed and for everybody to leave Cloud City. As um, Lando says, uh, uh, you know, changes his mind about what side he's on and actually wants to be a good guy. Uh, he wasn't expecting them to take Han. He was just, yeah, so. They um have a firefight as they make their way through Cloud City, trying to catch Boba Fett and Han before he's put on the ship. Um, and just before they, but they're, they're just a little bit late. As uh, the... Uh, Boba Fett is brought onto the ship and takes off just as they make it to the landing platform. Uh, So instead, they run back to the Millennium Falcon and try to escape. They find R2-D2 in the process, which is rather funny. Um, And they make it back to the Millennium Falcon and begin to fly away when Leia feels something. Tells uh, just a Luke crawling out and uh, Leia tells Lando to turn the Falcon around and they fly and make their way back uh, where they catch Luke, bring him inside and uh, as he's hanging out there, he feels uh, his father's presence 
um, and just says, I think Vader just says Luke, and Luke just says father, already accepting the fact that, yeah, no, it, you're, I hate it, but you're my dad. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, from there, they return to a rebel medical station and medical frigate where Luke is given a new robotic hand. Um, and they uh, stand, at the, stand at the viewport uh, with R2-D2 and C-3PO as they watch the Millennium Falcon being piloted by Lando and Chewbacca fly off to get to go rescue Han Solo from Jabba. And then we fade to the credits. So hopefully that covers the majority of what we need to talk about in terms of lore. Mm-hmm. If I missed anything. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was a little hectic trying to get this all organized. So Yeah. And it's been a little while since either of us have sat Seen down and actually fully watched the movie. So Yeah. And it's been busy, so it's Christmas week-ish thing, so, you know. Oh, yeah. It's been a little busy, <laughs> so we weren't really able to just watch it. Um, yeah, so we're going to go through some of our uh, facts and fun facts, tidbits, and other bits of uh, knowledge about things in this movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if Megan has any, if she wants to start, but I also have a few that I can talk about, so. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just jazzed, because... Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars movie. It's a good one. Um, it is generally yeah, accepted a, to be one of the best Star Wars movies as well. Yeah. It's it's kind of a, a basic movie to pick as your favorite, but I don't know. I like this one because I think I've noticed this and I think a few other people have too, where A New Hope is very, very plot driven, where they introduce your characters and they scoot on like, here's all your story and your lore. Um, Empire Strikes Back is a lot more character-driven, which I, I love. Mm-hmm. So, where a lot of the scenes are focusing on the relationship between Leia and Han, or the friendship between uh, Han and Luke, and even down to Chewbacca and C-3PO, like, they're focusing on relationships and, like, developing a character. They did a lot with Luke. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. I, I love I love getting in depth for characters. So this movie just like hits it and then adds in a bunch of fun action scenes. And I'm just I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple little things that uh, we'll point out. Uh, this movie uh, was written by George Lucas and it was executively directed. But technically speaking, he hired on another director. To direct uh, episode five. Uh, as his main director and then he because there were t- two different shooting locations and so he had one director at one place and then he was at the other place um, which definitely shows in his quality in the quality that it was this uh, the other director who was hired on I forget who it was but uh, props to them whoever they are mm-hmm. um, it definitely like they it shows that they A cared about Star Wars and B like were really good because um, 5 and 6 are often put as like the top 2 greatest movies Star Wars movies of all time. Oh yeah, deservedly so. Directed so well, <laughs> so yeah. Um. <laughs> what me. I find really amusing is because this movie is <clears throat> like universally adored right now, like from Star Wars fans. 
but from from what i heard when it came out it had like extremely mixed reviews oh yeah yeah where i'm pretty sure like george lucas apologized for the movie and all kind of stuff um and then like a couple years later it beat it beat out every single uh, other movie to make the top of top of the decade and like yeah i find it very amusing that apparently people were very unsure about this movie at the start <laughs> well i mean in my opinion this is my my opinion i know lots of people will disagree with it but in my opinion uh it is the worst movie of the original trilogy well that's that's an opinion i can't yes. say i agree with it but that's an opinion <laughs> <laughs> yes i i really like six would be my favorite and then four is also really good because it's a good introduction to it. And then five, like, and I'm not saying that five sucks. I like all of Star Wars. Oh, is great, not at all. But of the original <laughs> trilogy, which is probably still the best trilogy in my opinion as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, five was the weakest of the three. Again, that's all right. Solely my opinion. Yeah. Um, See, I know when I when I watched this through first, uh, like when I was like 10, 11, 12, my least favorite was six out of all of them. Um, which is a weird one to say. Now I say my least favorite out of the three there is four, even though four is still miles ahead of a lot of the other like prequel and sequels. So yeah. <laughs> um, another couple t- tidbits in terms of production. Uh, the line that Han Solo says before he gets uh, frozen carbonite. Was originally written like Leia says, I love you, and George Lucas says, I love you too. And I mean, oh my goodness, Leia says, I love you, and Han says, I love you too, uh, as a response. Was it was the way George Lucas wrote it. And then it was, they did it a couple times and it didn't feel right to Han's character. And so Harrison Ford said, I know, and it's, it just works so much better. And so they left it in the original cut. And in the original viewing, George Lucas was like, no, that's not what I wrote. Like, that's, that's wrong. And so. They did a re they did a recut where he had one of those scenes where he said I love you too, but that one was never sent out because the, it was so well loved by the audience that line that eventually the George Lucas just gave up and was like sure fine, um, nice. which is funny. Yeah. Um, as well as the 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 bombshell the 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 plot twist of plot twists in. Of all of movie times ever, I think. Uh, oh yeah, the no, I am your father. Being Darth Vader's response was kept se- hidden from everybody. Yeah, Only didn't they like George not? Lu- George Lucas and the uh, other director were the only two that knew about it until that scene was about to be filmed. When George goes to Mark Hamill and says, "By the way, this is actually what he says." They had a different line in the script so that no one else, it was kept secret. Mm-hmm. And George yeah, I'd, I'd heard. No matter what he actually says, this is what you should be feeling. This is what he, this is what you hear. So don't pay attention to what he says. And so when Mark Hamill does his no, like that's, there's a completely different line uh, that was, yeah. that he responded to, but he just did like the most dramatic no, which was ad- only added to the, the plot twist of, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure the the original was something like Obi Wan kills your father or something like that. Like it was, yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was it was a uh, kept secret to everybody except George Lucas, the other director, and Mark Hamill, 
but only Mark and Mark Hamill only found out like moments before he had to go and shoot it, shoot that scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, which is impressive because <laughs> that's that's a big yeah. bombshell to keep secret. It was so yeah. It's still to this day probably considered to be the greatest plot twist in movie history. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm so I'm yeah. sad that I went into the movies knowing it all. Um, so I just yeah. came in there like not being very surprised, but yeah. Um, it's okay. I got over it. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other things. Dagobah uh, is an interesting yeah. planet. Um, we found out about it in the Clone Wars, a little bit more about it, as well as it's explored in some of the Star Wars comics and the Darth Vader comics for sure. Um, Dagobah is a dark side planet. Uh, but it's also a planet of almost pure force energy because it is just so much uh, natural life and untamed life. Um, but for some reason, there is a cave that is a dark side nexus, uh, which is partially why cho- bleh, partially why Yoda chose it as his hiding place because his immense connection to the force would be masked by the immense amount of dark side energy that he would not be able to be found there. Um along with that cave, many other individuals have gone to that cave. Uh, in Legends, uh, Starkiller from the Force Unleashed games has entered the cave and experienced his own visions of uh, horrifying things. Uh, Mace Windu mm-hmm. went into the cave once. He taught... He's, him and Depa Bilaba spent, like, I think, three years there where they just trained alone, the two of them. Wow. Um... Darth Vader visited the planet once um, in the Darth Vader comics, but he didn't find Yoda there, obviously. Uh, so it's just, yeah, very interesting planet there. Um, one thing I touched on for New Hope, but also this one, is all of the re-edits, reshoots, because uh, they kept re-releasing the original trilogy with all their new edits because George Lucas yeah. likes to fix up everything he finds. Yeah. Um, and especially as technology them, got better. Yeah. Cause I mean, the empire, the emperor is now, um, I believe Ian McDermott is the name, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it used to be a girl in like a chimpanzee max mask was what it was, uh, with a hood on. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and now they've put it back in where it's Ian McDermott, so it matches up better with the prequel trilogy. Uh, well, same thing goes with Return well, of yeah. the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing goes with Boba Fett. Uh, in this and Episode Six, they redubbed all of his lines to be by Tamara Morrison, who plays Boba Fett in the prequels, okay. and Jango Fett, and the clones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just so the the like. The voices matched up better. They re- redubbed it all. Yeah. That explains. Yeah. Okay. I don't recall what else. I know they, they've redubbed pretty much anything that's CGI or any kind of stuff like that. They just touched up. They fixed up. They added in new things. Yeah. Well, all <laughs> the the entire AT-AT stuff was all stop motion and probably uh, was done a little bit better with newer technology when that technology became available, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Ugnots are an interesting thing to talk about. Um, yep. Small creatures that are uh, were enslaved by the Empire and are used for uh, like lots of factory work and technology stuff there. Um, we don't see lots of Ugnots. We only see them in episode five and then in the Mandalorian where we meet an Ugnot who has earned his freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think they do also show up in, I think you see a couple in Rebels. In okay, the TV yeah. show. Uh, the animated versions. Yeah. But they don't show up very often. No, they're very <laughs> rare. There's a small amount of them in SWOTOR, but again. Yep. Small but do you amount, recall com- complaining about them <laughs> recently? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't think if there's any other thing else. Uh, I talked briefly on Tabanagas, uh, which is what Cloud City mined. Quote unquote mined because it's just gas, really. <laughs> Carbon freezing was a method uh, used by bounty hunters to uh, store their prisoners. Uh, while they were, uh, so that they would still be kept alive, but they wouldn't be much of a hassle to deal with. Um, they uh, it preserves their body. Technically speaking, uh, individuals can be carb- can be carbon frozen for billions of years and be woken up and be fine, like be in the exact same like physical state as when they left off. Um, Which is really cool and honestly kind of ingenious. Yeah, it's the Star Wars version of cryo-freeze, so. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? I don't have anything else on my notes with my, with my brief amount of homework I did. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah, I think that's. What's that for now, then? I can't think of anything else that I want to talk about either. So, yeah. Uh, so, I guess thanks for listening to this episode of the Tune with the Lightsaber. Um, we hope you enjoyed. And we'll catch you next week where we talk about uh, the final movie in the original trilogy, uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, but until then, may the Force be with you. <laughs>